It's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday! Prepare to have your minds annihilated as Patreon proudly presents the Creators Collective Podcast, featuring the Breaker of Boards, James Wright, the Melder of the Metal, Zach Herberholtz, and the Leveler of Lumber, William Walker. The first five live listeners will get the free special bonus of having their questions answered on air. Now on with the mayhem! And we're back for another exciting episode of The Creators Collective. You have to forgive me, I have a bit of a cold this week, but it makes my voice sound that much better. Or at least my wife thinks it does. <laughs> so we're going to have a, uh, a fun week this week. And uh, just to give you guys a quick heads up, uh, we are going to be doing the uh, f- the Creators Photo Challenge. So uh, we'll be uh, announcing the winner of that this week, as well as talking through uh, uh, a few other things that are going on. Uh, next week, we will have a guest coming on, uh, Lynn from Darwin Orver. So that should be kind of fun to have a different perspective. But uh, this week, let's... Uh, Let's dive in. Zach, uh, what you got going on? I've <clears throat> uh, been working on the truck. That's oh, I didn't catch you off balance again? Oh, come on. I was I was, you know, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed trying to decide. <laughs> I, I kind of made up my mind last week, but there have been a few new submissions, so I'm trying to figure out trying to really solidify my my final picks for the photo challenge. Um, yeah, mostly working on the truck. Uh, so yesterday I actually had a few few locals within and when i say locals so i'm in the middle of nowhere florida i mean people within locals what's that yokels yeah local yokels um pretty much people within about 40 50 miles of me so i had a handful of people come out to the shop yesterday we forged some uh some of those key fobs because some of them bought them and they're like hey if you're if you're gonna be making them i'd love to come watch so i'm like why don't you come down and make your own i'll show you how Um, cool so so i had a handful of people here yesterday that was it's kind of fun. It almost felt like a day off. So I uh, did that and yeah, pretty much that in the truck. I'm really, really trying to get uh, another video out here soon. So yeah, when's it coming out? You know, uh, I'm, I am I should have it done hopefully in like this week. Like I, I did, I got the other side of the box and, and primer, got all the dents banged out. So I have just some filler work to do, another coat of primer and then paint, which is probably two days work. And I'm going to probably get out there right after this. But the trick is, is since I'm going to be moving all of these old videos over to my main channel, I think I'm thinking rather than just dumping like three hours of video over to my main channel the same day, I think I should probably, probably space them out. So I might, I might draw, I might just start moving them over slowly to my main channel. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, this video will be out. It'll probably be done in a week. I just... I, th- I think I should space them out. So I haven't really made my mind up yet, but I'll certainly have pictures on my Instagram if anybody's interested. I actually already have a few. So cool. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited and looking forward to it. Yeah, Will, what what you got? Oh man, um, I am still trying to uh, get some small stuff off of my bench. Um, just my shop is a mess right now, and I feel totally unfocused. So I'm trying to trying to mentally wrap my head around everything that I'm doing. Um, I am finishing a part of my basement to put a bedroom and bathroom and hallway down there. Um, so we'll have more space for family. Um, that's just kind of a honeydew, honeydew thing. Um, my wife's been asking for it for a long time. So I finally got to it. Um, I just got my new lathe in the shop and man, this thing is a 
beast. Uh, it is the Grizzly G0733. It's a 18 by 47 uh, lathe with uh, the two horsepower three phase into a variable frequency drive. Um, so it runs off of 220 power. Uh, and it's just smooth and buttery and awesome. And I'm so, so excited. What, what were you using before that? Uh, the Harbor Freight 1233. Which is it? Oh wow! You did all your you did all your work on a Harbor Freight lathe. Yeah, uh, and I that's impressive. I'll tell you, um, a lot of people ask me what a good starter lathe is, and if you have the space, the Harbor Freight twelve thirty three is an awesome entry level lathe. Um, just to even see if you like turning before you know spending tons and tons of money on you know big super heavy duty lathes and tools and things like that. But you can pick up some of the Hurricane turning tools and the Harbor Freight. 1233. Um, That's the one I used to have. Yeah, it's a great lathe um, and I'm not getting rid of it. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, just going to, I moved it over into my shop. So I'm going to use it as um, kind of a dedicated spindle lathe uh, where I can have two projects going on at once. I can use it as a teaching lathe. um, So if somebody wants to, to learn how to turn, I can, you know, we can kind of do it real time where they're turning something and I'm turning something. Um, uh, But yeah, it's a, so, but the Grizzly is like, ship, shipping weight was 550 pounds. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Uh, my my wife apparently left her phone in the room here, so I'm blaming her. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Yeah, the uh, lathe is looking sweet. If you guys don't follow Will on Instagram, you need to do to do that. He's He's got one of the sweetest Instagram... Uh, channels so ah thanks man um but yeah what are you working on james uh let's see i am going to be doing well uh, later today i'm doing a live hangout with my mother which should be kind of fun she's going to be in the shop here and uh um we're going to be making wooden knives so that uh, that that should be interesting and uh, apparently it was such a hit last week with my wife uh manning the chat uh, she'll be doing it again this week. So uh, if, if any of you really want to know the real me and ask my wife questions behind my back while I'm doing something else, uh, you can come to the hangout, the, uh, the live, uh, it'll be tonight at, uh, what, seven central, I think it is. So that, uh, <laughs> should be interesting. Um, let's see what else. Oh, the glue test, the glue test is still going on. Um, the, uh, the frame for the glue test, uh, Wildman tech was able to mail that out here and it should be here. Uh, Monday or no, I think it's your Wednesday next week. Um, this is the most elaborate, like, I think this is the most elaborate thing that you've ever done. <laughs> like it is, it's more thorough than that, uh, that nightstand that you built or the dresser. I mean, yeah, uh, it's taking about as long as the dresser, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have, I almost have all the glue blocks on. I have, uh, uh, what, uh, three more strips I need to glue on. Um, and I have, uh, all the exterior ones are done and are outside in the weather condition right now. So they've already gotten two frost uh, freeze thaw cycles, uh, three inches of snow. They've been through two different rains. So they should be really good. When I, when I bring them in, I'm going to have them wet. Uh, so they'll have the, the whole range of uh, weather experience on the glue. That should be uh, kind of interesting to see. You know, while we're on the topic of glue, I actually have a question that you might have an answer to. Um so my dad, I've recently like got him out in my shop, sticking stuff, just kind of doing little odds and ends, and building cutting boards and turning pins and stuff. It's great; he loves it. Um, so I have a box of like just all sorts of hardwood scraps, 
and he was gluing a, a lot of it together, making cutting boards and stuff. I also, my glue bot was like, the glue has been in there for like a year and it's super dried up. And uh, he put water in it, stirred it up to, you know, re whatever the word is. Um, yes. And then when he went to, he glued the stuff up and all the maple has like kind of bluish, brownish little spots along the glue line. And I'm wondering if that's because we have such hard water here. I wonder if it's the minerals that huh. kind of discolored the the glue joints. You're probably supposed to use distilled water. I, I never knew, but I'm, I'm assuming that it's from like probably the, the super hard water that we have. Maybe mineral, Could be. the minerals are dying it. I don't know. I didn't know if you had any ideas. That's my best. Uh, maybe best I should do idea, that with so. a future glue test is actually seeing uh, rejuvenated wood glue. What happens when you uh, re-wet it down? Is it uh, just as good or does it weaken? I don't know. Kind of fun. Yeah. I don't know. Our, our water here is like liquid rock, <laughs> so it's pretty bad. Limestone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Do, oh, I finished the uh, the low angle uh, jack. Their low angle uh, joiner plane. So that was uh, that was a, a really fun build. I had a, a blast of that. I did a, a um, like a ten minute long how to, just a quick run through of how I built it. But I'm also going to be doing the uh, f- what four videos of detailed step by step taking it through. So that uh, I've had a lot of a lot of good response. It was one of the better videos I've had in a while. So yeah. Cool. Life is good. Um, questions. We don't actually have any questions. No one asked us any questions this week. Oh, we do have one from the uh, the live listeners. Uh, Thomas Spillany asks, uh, does Armor Seal have any amber coloring or light coloring yes. in wood like maple? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it's it does. oil-based. Um, sorry, guys. Bear with me. I am trying to stop my system from doing an automatic restart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you disappear, so if I disappear. Uh, so if I seem a little dis- distracted, I'll I'll talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right there. Yeah, I, I won't make any Windows versus yeah, Apple fair enough. Comments <laughs> fair right enough. <laughs> you know, you can you can set those to uh, only do at certain. Yeah, times. I have it set as my active hours from only yeah, to right? do it during <laughs> yes. the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, back to the, the question. Um, um, any oil base uh, finish will have that slight amber tint, and some of them have it a little bit more than others. Uh, um, but uh, yes, they they will do that. If you do have of the water based though, um, those you can get almost perfectly crystal clear, and uh, some of the matte finish water based polys almost look as if there's no finish at all on the wood. They almost look raw. So uh, yes, if that's what you're looking for, um, go for a water based instead. You have anything to add, Zach? Nope. Let's see. We have one other one from. Uh, <laughs> what? Nope. Uh, that is oh. funny. We have one other one from Hammer and Neil. I like that name. That's what is a good, good angle to sharpen a draw knife? Uh, tips on sharpening them. I picked up an old rusty one yesterday. Either of you want to? Why would we answer I, that? I'm when giving we have you the chance rather than jumping James. on your feet. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's like that's totally your domain, man. Um, yeah, the angle, uh, the the finer the angle, the easier it is. The, the more often you have to sharpen, the less and less, the more chance there is that you'll have a chip out on it. Um, mine are mostly at like twenty five degrees, um, but that can vary. I have a couple that are down at like twenty degrees, and those are really nice for shaving. And then I have one that's up at like a thirty five degree that I just use for um, doing some of the the detail work. It doesn't it doesn't dive as deeply as the others. Um, Tips on sharpening. So here's a uh, here's a question, really quick. 
When you're using your uh, draw knives, are you bevel up or bevel down? Both. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have some where the handle is, is held so that they can only be bevel up. I have one that can basically only be bevel down. But the, the two main go-to ones I have, the handle is in such a way that it's very easy to flip them over and go both ways. I mean, when I first started using one, like when I first bought it, I just I just thought like, oh, you're supposed to use them bevel up. It just seems like it makes sense. But uh, when you, I found that with those, when you're using bevel up, they really want to cut they want to into dive. the wood. Whereas, yeah, whereas if you have, you know, if you're really trying to just scrape off like the inner bark or something, um, bevel down, it seems to want to skate over the surface, which is a little bit better for like not taking off huge pieces. Yeah. Or if you have really, if you have really like weird grain that just sometimes you'll be going along and all of a sudden your draw knife's halfway through the piece of material, like should probably probably be beveled down. I've got on those two ones. draw knives. Um, one of them is a big. It's I think it's a ten inch, um, and I keep that one fairly dull. That's my my bark remover, um, and like you said, bevel down. Um, it kind of works well because you can kind of get under the bark and just kind of roll your roll your wrist and, and it kind of just pops off and then you can use that bevel to to pivot where bevel up um definitely seems to dive and get some nasty tear out um that's actually one of the big differences between the power tool world and the hand tool world um and you when you look at it uh someone who comes to woodworking without any hand tool experience almost always uses the chisel um and has the natural mind that a bevel up is the way to go. Um, and it, it, it makes sense because your force should be in line with the chisel. That's the most efficient way to do it. In that, in that case, the bevel is up. But in the hand tool world, um, bevel down almost always gives you better control. It almost always is a, a finer tool to work that way. And so in the bevel and the, the hand tool mindset is almost always bevel down. So if you look at all old chisels, molding planes, um, everything is bevel down, bevel down, and it's the rare thing that is bevel up, uh, like a uh, like a like a chisel plane, and uh, that's why uh, low angle bevel up planes were kind of an, uh, a later addition to the the hand tool world. Um, they were more or less just for they're originally just designed for doing like butcher blocks and ingrain cutting boards, where you have large surfaces of ingrain to slice through. Um. Uh, real quick, we had another question about uh, the VFD controlling a three-phase three motor. Um, yes, mancrafting. Um, the VFD, the variable frequency drive, is controlling a three-phase motor, and that's a pretty common um, thing that people do for when they have like old Oliver, like, like the massive giant bandsaws and the big jointers um, from way back when um, people will often take a three-phase motor, use a variable frequency drive um, to convert that into a tool that you don't need three-phase power for. Um, you do lose some horsepower, uh, from my understanding. Um, I think so. if you take like a five-horsepower motor, three-phase motor, uh, put it through a variable frequency drive, I think the average is maybe three horsepower. Um, you guys might have some better. Um, newer ones, it's far less. Okay. The, the, we, we used to use those in uh, theater quite a bit for uh, large turntables and uh, large-scale automation. The, the, the cool thing about a VFD is that um, it basically acts like, a, uh, um, like, a, like a, a gear reduction system. And so that at lower RPMs, you have much more force. 
Um, so you actually have a, you know, a stronger tendency. So for ramping up large, massive items that are, that take a lot of force to get going, um, it's very useful because if you just turn on a switch, you just blow a breaker because the amperage needed to turn it on isn't enough. Whereas you throw a VFD on there, the amount of force at the, uh, the lower RPMs is, is much greater. Um, so it's kind of a torque, not force. There's the word I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, for, for things like that and, uh, lower speeds on, on larger bull turnings, that'd be useful. But, uh, does, does the, the Grizzly that you got, does it use a VFD for speed control? It does. Yeah. Um, so it's got the motor into the back of a VFD and then out of the VFD, um, you've got your potentiometer, um, and it's got a, you know, a two belt, uh, two pulley system where you can, you know, low gear and high gear. Um, so I can between the first in the first gear, I can turn from zero RPMs to 1200. And then in the second gear, I can turn from, I want to say 400 to 3200 RPMs, I think. Fun. Yeah. So I'm really excited. It's faster than my foot can go. Uh, oh, before I forget, uh, this Saturday, I am speaking at the Fredericksburg Area Woodworkers Guild. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to be talking about incorporating uh, social media into your business. Um, I know that's kind of a, a basic topic, um, but uh, kind of incorporating the storytelling aspect of your projects and getting people excited about your projects, um, to, to gain interest, um, on maybe making a piece for them. Um, and kind of how my story and kind of how I am where I am now dealing with custom commissions, um, doing deals with brands, uh, things like that. So if you're anywhere around Fredericksburg, Virginia, within a couple hours, uh, I will be there, talking um 8 30 a.m uh we are supposed to get some weather this weekend which i'm so over the weather i'm ready for spring <laughs> i want spring to be here but um yeah so fredericksburg area woodworkers guild i'll be there at 8 30 a.m giving a talk um so that's me. a really sweet group uh, i had fun when i was out there yeah the, everyone says that uh your talk went over really really well so i'm excited cool are you shooting a video of it because i'd like to see that um I'm not sure. I mean, I'm definitely going to film some of it, but because I'm going to be speaking, I'm not sure how the how interesting of a video it'll be with my editing style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're going to film it too. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Sorry. Cool. Um, oh, we had another question come in uh, from Jonathan24. Or I guess he, it's pronounced Jonathan24. <laughs> need uh, uh what's the what's the worst or most frustrating tool you've ever had uh mine is my currently my powder actuated uh, uh my powder actuated nail gun um basically a ram set but it was the dewalt brand um it's you put 22 caliper uh blanks. charges blanks in these in this tool and it fires uh, a two and a half inch nail through a pressure treated plate into your concrete floor when you're setting um, walls and basements. And it started jamming up on me and I've, it's fairly new. I've only used, I've maybe put, I don't know, 40 rounds through it, um, but it jammed up on me and I have to take it apart every time after every single charge I fire and it's 
the most frustrating thing, especially when you're trying to get something done for your wife that she's been asking for for a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, a good uh, RAM set is a, a fantastic thing. Anytime you get to incorporate explosions into your work. I think for me, it's actually my table saw. Um, There's a reason why. Yeah, I know. No, for those of you who don't, I have a table saw in my garage. Uh, It's a it's a a cheap off brand from Menards. Um, I bought it secondhand. It's like ten years old. It doesn't have a fence, and so if I ever use it, I clamp a two by four on as a fence. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. It has no riving knife, no no safety features. It's just a spinning blade with a flat surface um, and like a horse and a half. So if you push anything into it too much, it 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 dies. Um, but yet still somehow breaks a tw- uh, pops a twenty amp breaker. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's it's a terrifying mess. And there's a reason why I cut everything with hand tools um, because I don't want to touch that thing. But uh, yeah, it's still in my garage and in the corner. So it doesn't get, uh, that's scary. Can you put a fence on it? Like I'm sure I I clamp a two by four on that's That is, that should be illegal, James. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) mine, mine is set. Like my fence is set out like 30 thousandths of an inch. Like I seriously got a dial indicator and it is like, it is dialed in. I have never had an issue with it. I could only imagine like the imperfection, like some wavy board clamped haphazardly to the table, like that. Just ugh. yeah, for oak or hickory, I can actually I can I can cut faster with a handsaw than I can with the with the table saw. That's disturbing. Uh, that reminds me of my old table saw. It was my granddad's craftsman. Craftsman, uh, they're notorious for not locking the fence square yeah. after you move it. Tail end um, wobbles back and forth. Yeah, yeah, wobbles back and forth. So you have to measure the front of the blade and the back of the blade and like nothing is precise. Yeah. Uh I remember having some really like oh my gosh moments um in my old shop, which was in a shed behind my parents' house, um, that was at the bottom of a hill. So you imagine you walk down a hill into these doors and I was cutting the ra- a rabbit for some picture frames the wrong way. Um, with the waist being trapped between the fence and the blade um, where I see so many people do it on YouTube. And I always want to comment like, really, you're doing it the wrong way. That's super dangerous. Um, And the reason it's dangerous is because this actually happened to me. Um, I was cutting the rabbit the wrong way. Like I said, with the waist of the rabbit toward the fence, there was a knot in the board. So as soon as the blade hit the knot, the waist, uh, separated from the rest of the piece and turned into a projectile and launched at like light speed, like a javelin or a spear into the hill behind me. I just happened to have the doors open and it stuck in like three feet into the ground. And yeah. And I was like, if I was behind that, that would have been my stomach. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. You're so just bringing back memories of scary table saws. <laughs> There's a reason why I use hand tools. <laughs> What about you, Zach? What you got? You know, without thinking about it, I'm sure I have a better answer. I'm just trying to think of like what causes me to curse the most in the shop. And right now, just off the top of my head, the the quickest thing that comes to me is like glue ups and clamping. And I feel like I never have the right clamps for what I'm doing. I mean, I have like probably 15 clamps and I still never have, I never have enough or I never have the right ones. And I don't have any of the fancy ones that like sit off of the table. So like I'll lay it on the table, I'll put all the wood in there and then I can't tighten it because the crank is 
longer than the distance between the piece and the spindle. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You can get like a quarter turn and then you have to move it and everything falls apart. And I don't know. All right. I'll be that guy. You can never have too many clamps. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and it'd be nice if I had like two or three nice ones, that would certainly make, make a difference, but mine are all super cheap. Cool. They're just, they work just well enough for me to not replace them. <laughs> yes. You need to get yourself some wooden beams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New shop, shop space. It's not a tool. If it were, that would be my complaint. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to the uh, f- the creator's photo challenge. It's that yes. time again. Uh, Zach, have you picked yours or should I jump? Uh, I have two. Okay. What you got? Uh, Master of None and You Can Make This Too are my two choices. There are some other good ones in there as well, um, obviously, but I think those are those are my two favorite, my two standouts. Tell us about them. Oh, yeah. Let me find my thing. <laughs> uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Caleb from you can make this too. It's just a really like, I'm trying to pull up the, the list here. Uh, it's just a really cool shot of his hands on a plane and his kids hands in the background. It's just the, the focus and the lighting and everything. It's just, uh, it's just the right amount of interesting. I don't, I don't know exactly why I like it so much, but it's definitely one of my favorites. And I liked, uh, Utkan's uh, master of nuns. It's just, his hands on an angle grinder with that sounds really intimate. It's his hands on an angle grinder. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a cool shot. It's black and white. I just like the idea of it, but I'd say my favorite is probably Caleb from you can make this twos, but uh, yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, uh, Gabber underscore FB 76 has, has a cool one. I actually almost looked like he was miking a crankshaft or something, but I can't remember what he said it was. Oh, it's an electric motor and a pump. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's some good ones. But those are my two standouts. How about you guys? Will? Um, so so I actually Caleb Caleb Harris. Um, that was one of my favorites, and I don't know if it was just um, because it's near and dear to my heart of of teaching and the next generation and hand planes. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was just a really sweet, well lit, interesting photograph. Um, so. Caleb's definitely my front runner. Um, and my, my other pick is, uh, I don't know if this is kosher or not, but, uh, James, your photo was, uh, it was just really, really well done. It was really sharp. Um, it was, it, it was, if for anybody listening, it was a photo of, um, James scribing a line, uh, with a marking knife and it was just a very professional looking shot. So I don't know if we're allowed to. <laughs> sure, why not? The three you of us know, are allowed we, to We get to make but, our own yeah. rules. So yeah, you just can't pick your own. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. All right. <laughs> uh, I would have to go with uh, Old South Woodcraft. Um, it is a uh, uh, total mine. Uh, he's using a uh, uh, Stanley 80. There's the number. And uh, it's just a card scra- uh, the cabinet scraper uh, going through some... Uh, not and weird drain and just a i don't know anytime anytime there's a cabinet scraper i i'm 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 getting it so that's uh i would have to pick his as my first and second is uh you can make this too uh which we've all picked uh it was just Uh-oh. it was one of those shots that was absolutely perfect and you gotta i i was kicking myself that i didn't think about bringing the kids in on the shot it's a, it's like an automatic win right there so <laughs> or dogs <laughs> Or dogs, yeah, 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 for people that don't like kids. So I think we have a, a clear winner this week. We do. That was easy. 
Yeah. What does Caleb, Caleb win? You win. Respect. Uh, respect. Um, let's see. Zach, you sent out a t-shirt last time, right? I haven't sent it out yet, but yes, that is, that's going to happen tomorrow. I believe I, I'm planning a post office run. Okay. Um, Caleb, how about I send you a small turned bowl on my new lathe? Ooh. Oh, wow. Caleb. Yeah. The, uh, Rick is going to be kind of pissed off that he's just getting one of my <laughs> stupid shirts. 